we poor? Shared stories of single mothers struggling to overcome poverty and adversity by using their wit, grit, and just refusing to quit. So get your earbuds on and join us in this Me Too movement mashup of mothers, actors who play them, lawyers who represent them, and theater professionals who are telling Chelsea's story on stage. To inspire mothers around the world to live boldly and instill greatness in their children. Hello and welcome to the Mommy Are We Poor podcast. I'm Richard Ravosa, your host, and we're going to continue our deep dive into the many dimensions of how poverty affects single mothers and their families. Uh, looking at these often disturbing issues through the twin lenses of drama and reality. In this case, it's art imitating life all the way as we explore these deep and dark trenches together. Mommy, Are We Poor? is a full-length stage play, an epic tale of poverty in America set against the backdrop of the Me Too movement. Get the credit you deserve. That's this week's episode, and in the play, we see Chelsea, single mom of two, facing eviction, credit card lawsuits, utility shutoffs, car repossession, civil arrest for not appearing in court. And yes, that can happen. If you don't show up for your court date, the creditor, the lawyer for the creditor, can ask the clerk to issue a civil arrest warrant signed by the judge to bring you into court and explain why you didn't show up. So Chelsea has all of these problems and more, needs to borrow money from a coworker. Uh, this is the meaning of being in a 100-foot hole with only a 50-foot ladder. Chelsea and, and people like her have no money saved, little or no credit because they either don't have credit cards or if they do, they're maxed out. Whatever the cause for this is, uh, we can discuss that. And there are many causes, and I've seen this over my 24-year career attorney in handling thousands of cases and helping people improve their credit through disputing their credit or, when necessary, filing a bankruptcy and counseling them on how to avoid these situations in the future. Chelsea, like many people, are living paycheck to paycheck, which means that if they miss one paycheck, the lights can get shut off or the rent goes unpaid or any number of stressful situations can happen. And what's more, this puts Chelsea and people like her in a vulnerable position where it becomes easier to go down that slippery slope and do things that are illegal, unethical, or against your personal beliefs. We have situations where People with more resources have more options. And sadly, the opposite of that is true because people with fewer resources means they have generally fewer options. One helpful resource that can benefit everyone is having good credit. So what does having good credit mean? How would having good credit have helped Chelsea? If Chelsea had even average credit, she would have had a credit card she could have used in case of an emergency. One of the things my clients do in order to establish credit or repair bad credit 
is they get a secured credit card. A secured credit card is when you open a line of credit with the amount of money that you send into the credit card company, and that becomes your line of credit. For example, if you send in 300 bucks to the Visa or MasterCard company, then they will send you a Visa or MasterCard with a $300 credit line. Then you're able to charge up to $300, and you'll receive a monthly statement from them every month, just like it's a regular credit card that will have a minimum payment, an amount due, and a due date. If you pay on time and you do this month after month, then eventually the credit card company will give you a regular credit card. As a result of doing that, you will have raised your credit score, and over time, your credit score will keep increasing. It's always a good idea to check your credit at least once a year with all three major credit reporting agencies, and those are Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. These are available online and also by requesting them in writing. In some states, it's the law that you are entitled to one free credit report per year. So check your state's law and see if you qualify for a free credit report. When you look at a credit report, it shows a lot of things. With all your open accounts, it will show generally the last 24 months of payments you've made, any on-time payments, any missed payments, uh, 30-day late payments, 60-day late payments, or longer. Uh, we don't want any late payments. That's the goal. You don't want any collection accounts, which means someone or some creditor is actively pursuing you for the money you're not paying. And you certainly don't want any charge-offs. A charge-off is a notation on your credit report that means the credit grantor or the credit card company has given up on you and they're not trying to collect the money anymore and they've written it off as a bad debt. Uh, that's a very bad thing to have on your report. It looks like you're ignoring your financial obligations. So what to do if you find out there was negative or what is called derogatory information on your credit report, you'll need to determine if it's accurate or not. If it's not accurate, you can dispute it by following the dispute instructions on your credit report. This is very important because most negative information usually stays on your credit report for seven years. And a bankruptcy can stay on your credit report from seven to 10 years, depending on the type of bankruptcy you filed and which credit report it appears on. I've had many clients over the past 24 years successfully dispute inaccurate information, which allowed them to later qualify for car loans and home mortgages. This is really important because it can make the difference between getting a loan approved or denied. So challenging inaccurate information is critical. There are rules to be followed, and if the credit grantor doesn't respond to the inquiry, generally you win. Not in all cases, but I've seen it happen a number of times where the credit card company fails to respond on time and my client wins by default, which is a terrific thing to see. Another thing to consider is locking or freezing your credit file. This will prevent criminals from opening fraudulent accounts in your name. 
one of the saddest bankruptcy cases I ever had was a young man who was a successful working professional in Boston who had his identity stolen. The thieves opened up over two dozen accounts and charged up over $100,000 that my client was on the hook to repay. He tried everything to dispute the charges as fraudulent, got the police involved, filed police reports, but the thieves got away with it, and my client had to file bankruptcy to get rid of all that debt that he didn't even charge. He even tried to cancel his Social Security number and get a new Social Security number reissued by the Social Security Administration. The Social Security Administration refused to cancel his Social Security number. He was forced into a bankruptcy for Chapter 7 that he did not want to file. It gets worse. At the meeting of creditors, the bankruptcy trustee, that's the person who oversees the case, Uh, There's a judge and then there's a trustee. The trustee is the one that asks all the questions at the hearing or the meeting of creditors. So this trustee couldn't believe that my client had to file bankruptcy because he said if they're not his debts, then he shouldn't be listing them on his bankruptcy papers. So the bankruptcy trustee said he was going to object to the bankruptcy and have it thrown out of court. Client testified truthfully that he never charged up any of those debts. And the trustee said, well, if your client didn't charge the debts, they shouldn't be on his bankruptcy. So it quickly became a what came first, the chicken or the egg argument. And that caused my client to panic. I reassured him that I was going to do everything I can uh, to make sure that his bankruptcy goes smoothly. And eventually, the trustee backed down. It was my client's last resort. Bankruptcy is the place for an honest but unfortunate person to get a fresh start. And that's where the buck stops. So if the bankruptcy system can't give someone a fresh start, where can they go? The trustee finally saw the light and my client got a discharge and became able to restart his life, rebuild his credit, and get back on financially. Uh, Bankruptcy is something guaranteed to us through the Constitution. Article 1, Section 8 talks about bankruptcy, and that's the place it comes from in our legal system. It's also mentioned in the Bible a couple of times. So the roots go way back, even further than our own Constitution. Even more important, in many cases, a landlord will not even rent you an apartment unless you have good credit. That's how critical this is, because your credit can affect your housing opportunities. If Chelsea ends up getting evicted, we know her credit's terrible. We know she has no money. So she's in pretty rough shape if she gets evicted with two young children. That is the classic right out of the frying pan and into the fire scenario that no one wants for themselves and their children. Many employers also check credit before they decide to hire someone. They'll review credit, and and this is a sneaky one because you go on the job interview, you fill out the job application, you give your social security number, you consent to the credit check, and then they just don't give you the job and they don't tell you why. And they don't have to. They can just say we hired someone else or uh, we decided uh, not to 
keep the position open or any number of of uh, reasons that are not accurate. But that's what happens. Uh, without good credit, it can cost you a job. So what to do if there's bad information on your credit report, but it is accurate? If the amount of money you owe is small enough, and I know small is a relative term, $5 is a lot of money if you don't have it. And if you need bus or train fare to get home and you don't have the fare, you're walking or you're hitchhiking. But let's say there is an unpaid account on your credit report for $150, and that's bringing your credit score down. I've had clients in that situation, and they will call up a right to that creditor and offer them a settlement of 50% of the amount owed just to settle the account. Sometimes the creditor agrees, and sometimes the creditor comes back and says they want more money, 75%. Sometimes the creditor says, no deal. We want our money and all of it. The old expression says that you can't get it unless you ask applies in this situation. Even if you have to pay the full $150, which you probably won't have to, because most creditors take the approach that some money is better than no money. So when you resolve that account with your creditor, you will be increasing your credit score in the next 60 to 90 days or so because your credit report will reflect the account is settled or paid and no longer in collection or delinquent status. You don't want any delinquent or collection accounts on your credit. And one of the other things that happens to Chelsea as a result of not paying your credit card bills is she got sued. She got sued in court. And it's not a, a it's not an encouraging process at all when you come home and there's a summons and a complaint on your doorstep uh, uh, requiring you to file legal papers, uh, show up in court, and defend yourself in a civil lawsuit for money. It costs hundreds or thousands of dollars just to hire a lawyer to review the documents and file their appearance and go to court. So, you know, the the catch-22 here is you get sued because you don't have money to pay your credit card bills, and if you get sued, you need a lawyer, but you don't have money to hire a lawyer. Hopefully you can find a pro bono or a free attorney because, you know, the old saying in the law is, is absolutely true that he or she who represents themselves as a fool for a client. And sadly, I've been in court when people are representing themselves or, or pro se, as they call it. And uh, it's sad to see it because it's like they're going bear hunting with a toothpick. It's very difficult uh, to watch them struggle. Uh, so if you do get sued or you get served with a summons and complaint, try to get a free consultation from a pro bono bankruptcy attorney that has experience in these situations because experience is, is important when it comes to getting the right attorney that's going to go the distance for you. Another big thing to do to avoid falling into some of the hard times Chelsea does is to budget. It's getting all of your income and writing it down. What is your income? Where do you get your money from? A job, uh, uh, benefits, write it all down. What's coming in every week? And then what the source of it is. Where does that money come from? Paycheck, Social Security, child support, state benefits, contributions from family members. It's good to write all of these things down because 
once you see something in writing, it takes on a, a greater level of importance in your life. At least it does for me. And then once you know what's coming in every week, going out every week, you can even do this on a monthly basis and break it out into weekly categories. And what are some of the common expenses we all have? Rent, heat, electricity, cable, internet, phone, cell phone, various subscriptions, child support, alimony, groceries, eating out, clothing, laundry, gas, car payments, car maintenance, car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, rental insurance. The list goes on and on. You get the idea. Toiletries, personal care, health and beauty aids, entertainment, because after all, everybody needs a little entertainment in their life. Uh, gifts, charitable donations, religious contributions, child care, school supplies, clothing, pet food, vet bills. The list goes on and on and on. So you need to know where your money is going so you can manage it properly and avoid, you know, falling into these you know, terrible situations, uh, you know, getting yourself sued. Because uh, the other thing that happens is the longer the lawsuit goes on, that's, of course, being reported on your credit. And that's the whole point of this episode is to get the credit you deserve. It involves some monitoring and taking the initiative to, to protect your credit. Uh, you all have futures ahead of you, and they're brighter with good credit. So please join us next time as we continue to weave the dramatic yarns of Chelsea's story with the fabric of the law that combine to become the imperfect but authentic tapestry of life, viewed through the immediacy of live theater. Look for new episodes each week, and please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a review on iTunes to help us spread the word. Thank you for listening. For additional resources and showtimes, connect with us at mommyarewepoor.com.